Hey there, everybody, and welcome to the Video Game Podcast that celebrates all things nerdy, nostalgic, and most importantly, my favorite medium, video games. This week, we got Danny McLaughlin on, host of the Damn Daniel Pod and a comedian. Dan, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Dude, very happy we finally got this. Yeah, going. man. Thanks for having me on. No, thanks for having me, man. One I've, of my faves. <laughs> I felt so bad a couple of weeks ago when I fucked the train up. <laughs> but you know that's something with me. Like, I have PTSD with, like, transit. I think at a young age, I took the wrong bus and got lost on the way one day. And, and just, that was like, it. That's like, I out. can't go on fairground rides rides because um, when I was about six, I got stuck on the, the little wheel. Not even the big wheel, like the little <laughs> wheel. And my cousin was like, oh, we're locked in here now. We have to live. This is it. We have to live in here. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have to just throw like hot dogs off the stall like up to feed us and stuff. Yeah, man. Like every time I get on the train, even it'll say Chester. And I'm like, this is Chester, right? Like I'll ask. Oh, I, yeah. I'm like that. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what it is because I'm just afraid I'll end up. And then halfway through, it'll be like, I'm going to Windmere or something. <laughs> what are you like on the tube? Oh, man. Horrible. Horrible. It's funny. I was there re- like, well, not recently. It feels like that. Like a year and a half ago with my mom. And she's like, I'm really good at the tube. Like, don't worry. Just listen to me. And within like two stops, we didn't know where we were. <laughs> and I was like, if she hadn't said that, I wouldn't have called her out on it. But I'm like, you don't say that you're good at it. Yeah, that's not. A, <laughs> yeah, it's not on your. It's not going on your Tinder bio, is it? Good at the tube. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, what I like about the tube, though, is like if you, you realize you're only like two minutes away from getting back to where you need to be because mm-hmm. the stops are pretty short. Yeah. Whereas if you're on a train, there might not be an, another stop for 45 minutes. Yeah, no kidding. Well, especially to a remote location. like. But it reminds me of Vancouver, because Vancouver's got like a pretty intricate SkyTrain system. Right. But it's just like a tenth the size. Sounds well cooler, though. If you put Sky on something, it's well cooler, it is. isn't it? Sky bus, <laughs> SkyTrain. Well, it's basically like a tram, but yeah, it's in the sky. So is it like, like a monorail? Mm-hmm. No, I want one of those tubes like in Futurama where you'll just jump in and so good get Futurama. sent like mail. I wish there was a Futurama game so we could talk about Futurama for an hour. Dude, just hit and run with Futurama. <laughs> That'd be, yeah, that would be class. Just go to planet to planet. Well, I don't know whether this is uh, pertinent. Well, it's definitely not. But here's a question I often ask people who are into Futurama. Oh, so yeah. if they remade that now, mm. like the first episode's got a suicide booth in it. <laughs> yeah. That's not happening, is it? I don't know. No. I feel like suicide's always sort of flown right under that radar in a way. Not now. I don't think, like, you choose how you want to kill yourself and stuff. I mean, I get what you mean, but, like, like I feel like if it was, like, a racial joke or whatever, it would be, like, 100%. But, yeah. like, we should, like, Jerry Seinfeld has a suicide joke in his routine where I'm, like... I yeah, but it's not animated. Have. That's true, yeah. It's like a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the suicide booth has, like, a personality, doesn't it? Like... <laughs> I mean, that would have been a better film than the phone booth with Colin Farrell. Oh, do you not if like it was phone su- No, it would have been better if he'd have just, like, <laughs> it was a suicide just stabbed himself in the head. No, it's weird. I love Futurama, but I can't tell if I loved it because it's so great or because I was just fiending for more of The Simpsons. No, it's great. It I, watched, I watch it sort of once a year, and I talk about it on my podcast quite often, and it's, <laughs> I love it. That's beautiful. Proper good. Man. So, speaking of shit we love, video games. Yeah. I want to know where your starting off point was. Like, do you remember your first console or your first... Yeah, I, I picked up... Uh, it wasn't even a console. It was like one of the... It was, I think it was a Commodore 64 that, like, I had at our house. Like, occasionally, because we had, like... Because of where we lived, there was, like, people, like, moving out. Like, moving out of their family houses. And it's like, oh, can you look after this for us? Like, can I keep these suitcases in your house and shit? And... <laughs> For some reason, we ended up with a, a Commodore 64 or a Spectrum. It was one of those ones with tapes. 
Right. So the games were tapes. But what, do you remember what generation a game or? Mm-mm. I know, the, I can, so it was Chucky Egg was one of the games. <laughs> and Mickey the Bricky was another one of the games. But I just remember them loading for so long that I never really got to play them. It was just hours and hours of watching it. Lo- and do you know what? In hindsight, it probably wasn't that long. But when you're like five or six and you want to play a computer game, if it's taking like half an hour to load, it may as well be four days. Yeah, completely. So, yeah, there was that. and then But the first console I had was a NES, a Nintendo Entertainment System. And I got it with Ma- Mario and Duck Hunt, the, the bundle that everyone had. Mm-hmm. Used to play Duck Hunt like here. Dude, it's so weird. I just uh, <laughs> did a podcast recording yesterday where I was explaining to my friend. Like, I think that's why I have bad eyesight. Because my dad would be like... Like, you're killing your eyes. But I'm like, I you're can't killing shoot the ducks. The, I can't shoot the ducks any other way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he used to be like here. And then my dad weirdly played Mario. He completed it before me. Mario? Yeah. Oh, wow. And then I completed it like a day later. Mm. But it's the only time other than like when he used to sit on a chair and just play Tetris all the time that I've ever seen my dad play a video game. Oh, interesting. Like, what, what do you think grabbed him with it? I don't know. I think it was at the time he was still with my mum. And right. it was probably some respite from their <laughs> terrible terrible marriage Just so it, quiet time yeah like and it was a way that he got to play with me without taking me out the house putting his shoes on so well, it's like lazy football practice or whatever like he doesn't have to take me the swings i will just click mario on mm, and I've he can al- watch me play it <laughs> i've always thought it's really cathartic though myself like like there's certain games especially ones where you can like listen to a podcast when you play and just put your head down and focus on it. Like, yeah. I'll think of other shit when I'm doing it, or like even think of bits or whatever and write while I do yeah. it. Yeah. I'm terrible now. I can't do anything anyway without looking at my phone and stuff. So if I can like mm. put a video game on in the background, it's like I'll still be dicking about. Even if it's like just Wikipedia in like when it was, I'm terrible for shit like that. Yeah, me too. Just getting sidetracked. And my dad only really liked like the violent games that I couldn't play. Oh, really? Yeah, which is weird. I always like. I guess it makes sense. He doesn't wouldn't want to play Donkey Kong because he's like forty five or whatever. But I think I, I mean I'm thirty seven. I'd probably still play Donkey Kong. Like I don't. Mm. But then again, there's like there's loads of violence now. Right. I could go and watch fucking Inglorious Bastards if I wanted. Or do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. back then. Well, I suppose there was like there was like when was when are you talking like nineties? Yeah, I'm talking like ninety six, ninety seven. Like Turok. I remember when that came oh, out. That Turok, was Dinosaur like Hunter. Big to him. Yeah. I that might have been one of my biggest disappointments when i played that it just wasn't as good as i thought it was going to be well i mean man i remember it looked like the best game in the world yeah but i I, weirdly i like when i play games like that i love sort of like weapons that aren't guns so if there's a a melee uh weapon or like a a bow and arrow or a crossbow or something like that Mm -hmm. and i think that had a crossbow didn't it or a bow and arrow yeah and it just wasn't the 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 mechanics of firing it weren't that good, I think. So it, I just it put me off. The crossbow put me off. I remember proper weird items in that. Like there was like you get black matter, and he's holding like a black ball, and it just like shoots energy at people. And oh like, really? Like it got pretty out there. From what I, I was young when that came out. So mm. like, how, how old was I? I just don't remember being. Sort I, of. I think it was late nineties, but I could be. I'm always wrong with these. Are you talking like the original Turok? I the think origi- there might have been a release game for the sixty four. I think know? it was an N sixty four game. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I remember playing it, but yeah, I'd, my dad was never interested in anything like that. He played Mario, 
Then he played Tetris like years later. He had a game. I had a Game Boy that was just like in the skip. Like I didn't use it because it was like past that. Mm -hmm. So he he started sort of turned it on and he was like hooked on Tetris. I did a trip when I was twelve. I came to the UK and I had a Game Boy. And once you beat Pokemon like five times, you can't really anymore. You know. I've never played it. Oh man. I really I'm trying to find like the because I've got a Switch. I'm trying to find the one that's like the first one on the Switch, and I, I don't. No one's come up with the goods. Yeah, they'll never release one that's like the first one. Apparently, that Let's Go Pikachu is like the closest you get. Mm hmm. Yeah, sorta. I think they're re-releasing Gold and Silver. Right. I, I mean, I it I, it's a game that holds up, you know. But the new ones are so shit. And I think everyone's so aware of it, like Sword and Shield. Are they shit? Really or are they shit. just not for you now because you're 30? No, no. I, I tell you, man. Like, the quality is just poor. Like, it's they haven't, like, evolved anything about it. It's way too easy. Like, you could just hold forward on the stick but and you're press You're 30, a. though. Sure. Have, how old were you when Pokemon 1 or whatever? Yeah, is it yellow? Was that the first? What's the no, first it was, one? It was red and blue. Right. How old were yellow. you when that came out? I, I remember I got Pokemon yellow in a Game Boy when I for my eighth birthday. So you really need to go and speak, get an eight-year-old on this podcast if you can, <laughs> and speak to them about what they think that new Pokemon is like. Because it's not for you. I guess. But, <laughs> but those first Pokemon games are still challenging, like, and there's still, like, there's, there's aspects in those first ones that are really good that they don't have in the new ones. Right. And I think they, they sort of plan for the graphics and the all the new shit they can do. Yeah, they want to make it look as, as good as possible. Plus, they, because of... I think, I know this is like, we're not talking about what we're meant to be, but um, I think the best thing, the worst thing, sorry, that's happened to video games is the fact that people don't need to finish them now. I don't mean like complete them. I mean like developers. Yeah. Because they can just, they'll go, oh, we'll put a patch out in a year. Be fine. Mm. Well, even just, I find it insulting that like, it's like, okay, you made a game. The deal was I'll pay this much for it. Yeah. And then a year later, it's like, Hey, if you give us 20 more pounds, here's a better ending to even... Like, not even, like, new content. Like, we actually fix something. It's yeah. Like, well, that should be free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why, weirdly, I'm not adverse to buying a season pass. Or, you know, like, the mm. you pay them, like, 70 quid for a game that's 50 because you know that you'll get, like... If it's established that there's going to be new, yeah. fresh content. There's this one. Have you heard of Stardew Valley? I've heard of it. Is that, like, a... what? It's, it's like a farming Like game. an Animal Crossing. Sort of, but, like, just... Better. It's like smaller and more charming. Right. It looks like a Super Nintendo game. But the guy just made it. It's his first game. He made millions of dollars off it. Didn't expect to. And now he said like, well, hey, I'm just so happy. I didn't expect this. I'm just going to keep working on it. And I'll just release free releases every few years. Oh, wow. Because I don't ever need to worry about money again. And so he just dropped like a new expansion. It's like a third more game. Just oh. for nothing. What a good dude. Yeah. And he's like, well, fuck it. Like ten million is a lot of money. Or whatever. That's in my head. That's what I'd be like. But until you've had that money, you don't know. Mm -hmm. In my yeah. head, I'd be the guy that's like, "Hey, just have it. Just yeah." <laughs> or like you know the dude, like the famous dude that, like he'll be behind or he'll be in front of someone in a queue for like Nando's, and then he'll just go, "Hey, you you know them behind? Just mm. pay. I'll pay for that." Yeah, I'd love to be that guy. But until you've got that money. I might be like Mr. Burns or something, or Scrooge McDuck. I'd be I, like, nah, I'm swimming in it. I always wonder that. Like Jeffrey Bezos, if I was him, would I pay my taxes? I've never, ever heard anyone say Jeffrey. Really? Yeah, it's classic Jeff. Right, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, I'd never heard Jeffrey Bezos. That uh, makes him sound like the giraffe from Toys R Us. I think it makes him sound like a fucking, you know, mastermind. Yeah, it Jeffrey makes him sound Bezos. better. Jeff makes it sound like he works at Screwfix. <laughs> 
I got that from the the last Bo Burnham special though. Oh right, I've never, I've not seen it. Oh well, yeah, he just has these one minute clips like shitting on Jeffrey Bezos and. Oh he's, yeah, so he's done it for effect then. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. That's stuck in my head. William like. Gates. William Gates, yeah. <laughs> Bill, poor Bill, divorced. Dick Branson. Dick, which, who's he? Richard Branson. When you change the name, right. it doesn't have to be. You could shorten it if it's already the elongated form. Yeah, that's my dad's name, and I don't. I think he never taught that to us because he didn't want us to call him Dick. Like, of course, we think it's hilarious, <laughs> but, <laughs> which it is. So you started with a Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, then I got a SNES, the Super Nintendo uh, Street Fighter Two Turbo version. Mm. So that came with Turbo it. Turbo controller. I, do you know what? I had a Turbo controller. Right. But not with it, but I bought one. And Hell it's yeah. mad cheating on Street <laughs> <It's> Fighter. <ridiculous. laughs> so you could just be like, you could never be defeated because you just be blanker and someone jumps at you and you just hold Y and you'll go electric mm-hmm. straight away. No, I remember that was like, because I was never into the fighting games because I, I couldn't learn the combos. I think, again, I was just a bit too young or a bit too stupid. Well, there was no combos on. That was the good thing about Mortal Kombat 1 and Street Fighter. They hadn't established combos yet. Oh, really? So it was just pretty much like you could have combos, but you'd have to make them yourself. If mm. that, So you could do like a jump kick into a sweep. Right. But that's not essentially a combo. You wouldn't get any points for having a combo. It's just two hits. Yeah, by the time I looked at fighting games, it was like you need to remember this combination. Yeah, the the first one of those that I remember was Killer Instinct. Oh man, really? That was yeah, because that was sort of so Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter was Street Fighter. Mortal Kombat had its blood and its gore and its fatalities. Mm -hmm. So Killer Instinct needed something else. So they were like, oh, we're gonna do combos. So that so their finishing moves were called ultra combos, weren't they? Where you'd like Mm -hmm. you'd do like a sixty-four hit combo. Right, I do remember that. Because Killer Instinct, for one reason, was the one that got on my radar as a kid. And, yeah, when you mentioned it earlier, I was like, man, I remember all the characters on it. Like, I did an accidental ultra combo with TJ Combo, the boxing character, <laughs> in HMV. Oh, which yeah? Did the music store where we were all just around playing. Oh, back when they had the big Yeah, steps. and yeah. it was an accidental one. Mm. And I looked like the fucking King of Chester. Yeah, it's like it killing. looked like I'd done it on purpose. <laughs> I just... And I was like, yeah, why wouldn't I be doing this? Like, yeah, it's like you're killing at a comedy show. Yeah. Like, everyone just into it. But I but by accident. <laughs> like, like you don't, someone else said your joke in your head and you just repeated it. Like, it wasn't mine. I didn't do it on purpose. It that's was what, so good. That's what I loved about Killer Instinct because you could have like a, a giant raptor or like a skeleton, but you could also just have like a boxer. Yeah. And like his level was like his gym. Yeah. And like, he, can, <laughs> he can stand like toe to toe with like this ice man. I'd never <laughs> even thought about that. <laughs> yeah. That is strange, isn't it? Doesn't like mean, who are you fighting today, boxer? Oh, just some man that's made of fire. <laughs> it <laughs> yeah. might be a long day for you. Yeah. No, that game's sick though um, for a future episode. Did they re-release that? Did they Did they ever do like a two? They did one on N64 and it didn't get any of the attention. Mad. It was even one of those cool gold cartridges, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't have a 64. I couldn't wait for a 64. So that's my next. So I had a SNES, and then the, I was always Nintendo. Mm-hmm. So I was like, cool, I'm going to get a 64. But for some reason, it got delayed. Am I right in thinking that it was meant to come out? So I wanted it for Christmas, but it wouldn't. It wasn't going to come out till March or something. I don't know. So it, I think they missed the Christmas market over it, so I just got a PlayStation. Yeah, I don't know the timelines. It might not have even been as close uh, in North America because... It's sort of like doing research for this podcast, I realized it was like Super Nintendo and then PlayStation comes out as they're still doing Super Nintendo. Right. And then N64 yeah. sort of jumped ahead. But N64 and PS1 were still pretty competitive. Yeah, um, but I'd, once I'd got the PlayStation, because mm-hmm. you could like play CDs on it 
It just seemed cooler. Yeah. It, it looked cooler. It was there was some better that like cartridges looked childish once the once the CDs came out. Mm-hmm. It was almost like a cartridge is a cassette mm-hmm. and a CD is a CD. So you'd rather have that. Or even compare VHS to DVD. Yeah. Like like yeah, yeah, cartridges yeah. by the time the GameCube came around, cartridges were just gone. Which is sort of a bummer. Like I love a I just love how indestructible they are. Like the cartridges you have from your childhood will work right now. You know? Yeah. I don't know it's quite a hack topic but the the <laughs> blowing in the cartridge is undefeated right it never yeah. it never didn't work mm-hmm. whereas if you if you're like any dickhead teenager you probably stack all your discs in one thing yeah. they're all scratched and fucked and there's no way to ever play them again i remember i got like it was like you know when you you know those spongy stickers that you use to put like stick stuff on when you don't want to go and like use blue tack or the wall. They're like yes, yeah. No, it was like a disc with a sponge on it, and you put it. Is that what no, no, no. About? Just in general, or like they'd stick a badge to a greetings card. You know what I mean? Like, like if you get a greetings card and it's got a badge on it, it would be stuck with. The, it's like a sticky back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. sponge thing. Yeah, yeah. I got one of them on my disc once by accident, <laughs> and all the like weird shit. And I remember my stepmom like cleaning it, like my ticket. It was FIFA ninety seven. And it was the only game I played, and she was like cleaning it meticulously with like this solution that she had to make, which was like fucking four parts water, one part <laughs> vinegar, or some weird solution shit, or like disc cleaner. And I'm sure the game probably was fifty pounds, brand new. Like, yeah, it was probably it's really weird. How they've never. I remember I got NBA Jam on the SNES, mm. and it was sixty quid, which is the price points never changed. It's mad. In fact, it's only really gone up. Yeah, and now they're trying to take that away from you because the only way you can get around that is by trading in. But now they're trying to make you download everything. Yeah. So there's no trading. I never download. I never download. I I do it on the Switch because the Switch games are so expensive from store anyway. Right. Sometimes I'll put them on sale online. See, I was looking. There's a Pokemon. I was going to get that Pikachu shit one just so I could have a little look at it. But it's like 50 quid on the store. And I was like, if I go CEX... Then it might be 40, and then I feel like I've won a little bit. Yeah. Even if I have to walk into town. No, it's a problem I have with so many Switch games right now where I would happily pay 30, but any new release is like, like they just put out Mario Golf. Like right. An easy 30 pound purchase is like 55. I'm like, yeah. well, I'm never going to buy that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need, yeah. especially at like a, I'd, I'd weirdly, I'd, I'd be more like, I'll buy, I buy 2K every year. Mm and when it's hyper realist i i'll spend 60 quid because i feel like at least i'm looking it's like it's an adult game but in my head mario is a child's game i'm not paying 55 pound <laughs> for sprites well and i'm a more even like if they put out a mario odyssey 2 or whatever or like breath of the wild 2 is coming out I'll right buy, i'll buy that day one yeah but they just released a zelda i think it comes out tomorrow Sword something, mm-hmm. sword of the sky or something like that isn't it yes uh, skyward sword right nice no, um that was when the one they released on Wii U that no one played because no one had a fucking Wii U. Right. And they're re-releasing that, like, full price. And I'm like, how do you get away with that? See, I didn't know what that was. I saw that, and I just assumed that that was Breath of the Wild 2, and they just called it something else. No, so it's essentially a port that they'll HD. I'm glad I didn't. But then again, HD doesn't mean anything to me because I've never played my Switch on the TV. Oh, really? Just handheld. I do it here and there. I sort of like it. I can't, I can't be asked. It's like when I when I want to smoke weed and like go back to my childhood on the big screen. Yeah. Like Yoshi's Island or whatever. Right. It's oh, like, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Because I could play Mario 3 on. But then again, that's my telly, it wouldn't be back to my childhood because my telly's well bigger. <laughs> than. I'd have to get a 14-inch portable TV. Yeah, it stretches Toshiba. the pixels. Toshiba. It stretches the pixels <laughs> to like it looks like shit, yeah. 
Well, anyway, we should get into the game we can yeah. talk about. Yeah, well, that's, we'll stop on PS1, but I, from, from PS1, I've right. had all the PlayStations. Okay. So now I'm PlayStation all that's the way a Sony up. guy. Five, release day. The only one I didn't get on release day is PS3, which is the shittest one. Oh, so you have a five? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I got it on release. Oh, very jealous. Weird how I got it, because I, I don't sleep well. Mm. So I was just up, and strangely, whoever it was... I can't remember where, but it might have been Curry's that I got it from. They sent their emails out, their pre-registered, the pre-order emails at like quarter three. Oh, wow. So I just like, I was up and it popped up on my phone. I was like, oh, fuck it. Yeah, I'll pre-order one of them. Oh, and I just sick. got one. That's so sick. Yeah, it's yeah, good. Good games are starting to come out now too. Yeah, but because I've mentioned it before, but my favorite game, Kingdom Come Deliverance, PS4 game, takes ages to load because it's like, it's like, it must be on the very limit of the PS4. Mm-hmm. Takes two seconds on the five. It's great. Played it again all the way from the. St- it took me half the time. That's the dream. And you know, like Cyberpunk caught so much shit just for not being able to run on the PS4. Right. But I'm like, I bet it's a sick game that no one's talking about. But that, I've never. That I runs didn't. Fine on the PS5. I didn't even see. I saw all the Ferrara, mm. uh, but I didn't. I didn't even see the game. Is that the Keanu? Was Keanu Reeves in it or something? Yeah, but it, it's done by the guy that do The Witcher, or not the guy, the company that yeah. does The Witcher and everything. They've got a phenomenal track record. It's like, I just bet it's a sick game. Or even if it's like an 8 out of 10. People love to shit on stuff. Especially, mm. like, new stuff. Like, because, did it come out on the 5? Yeah. And apparently the 5 worked okay at the time. It was the 4 one that didn't even run. But again, if without the internet, that they'd have had to finish that. It'd have, came, it'd have come out next year. Yeah. But it'd have been done and it'd have been good. But they've probably gone, oh, we can put it out and, and put a patch out in 6 months. Yeah, it's essentially setting a precedent. It's like a legal, like... To do, but anyway, yeah. P.S. PlayStation, yeah. I love it. Danny McLaughlin, this is the game of your life. Resident Evil 1, a survival horror game developed and released by Capcom for the PlayStation in 1996. It was the first in the series, received tremendous critical and commercial praise, even being credited with repopularizing zombies in the mainstream, and has since been hailed as one of the most influential video games of all time. A remake of the same game was put out on the GameCube in 2002, and later an HD remake re-release in 2015 on all the modern platforms. And that's what I played. I played the HD remake re-release on the Switch. Uh, I love the on the screen here, for your audio listeners won't be able to see it, but we're watching the original game. It looks totally different to me. I, I saw a thing about three days ago, actually, that there's, you know, the new one that's come out. Is it Village? Resident yes. Evil Village. The main antagonist in that, the woman, mm-hmm. she's like some mad vampire woman, I think. There's more pixels in her ass <laughs> than there is in the whole of this Resident Evil 1. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's like her ass has got more. Pi- it's like a that that big. If you can see, like a like two inches, seven inches. Um, <laughs> it's like two inches, and there's more pixels in that than than in the whole of this game. Apparently, that's incredible. Just look at what twenty five years has done to video yeah. gaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just loads of pixels. It's it's such a good game. So yeah, tell me, how did you did you first hear about it? Were you anticipating oh, this? This is weird. I knew out? nothing about it. Yeah. So. I mentioned before that I used to go, we used to just go and play games in record stores, like in HMV. Yeah. So I'd go HMV, see what was on. And in Chester, there'd be like, a, within five shop fronts, three of them was HMV, game, and then Virgin Megastore. 
So you'd have a little run and you'd see like, oh, you go in there and oh, it's busy because people are just crap. Kids are just going play them like for free. Mm -hmm. So I remember playing loads of stuff that I'd never like Clockwork Night. I've got a real vivid memory of playing on the the dream the cast. Dreamcast. Or, no, it's like a Saturn. Saturn, sorry, the sad turn as it was. <laughs> you know the dudes that are like, oh, PS Master Race or whatever, like <laughs> the sad turn. I played that, and then World Championship Snooker was another one. I've got a real vivid memory, because I was playing that, and it's the first time I ever heard Cole plays yellow. Um, <laughs> weird, because we were playing, because obviously it's snooker, and every time we pot the yellow, we'd go yellow. Right. Um, but we'd all just do this little run, and then there was a telly in game, but there was no games in game. You couldn't play them. But they had this big screen, like a the biggest telly I'd ever seen to that point. Big flat screen. This was in 96. So it's when they were like, they still went far back, the TVs, but they were flat. And there was Resident Evil, he had it on and he played it and he looked around and I remember him saying, you have to be a 15. I wasn't listening. I wasn't there. He was talking to his mate and then he put it on and it was like, he was playing it. And then I walked up, and some other kid walked up, he was about 12, I was 13 and it, he just turned it off because <laughs> he wasn't allowed to show it. Right. And then I walked up and he went, how old are you? And because I'd heard what he'd said, I went, 15 so we just played it and i was blew away so you didn't know because you've not seen this version have you so that the, there's a live action scene at the start that looks mm -hmm. like a horror film yeah honestly we were watching it before it started and so the game i played does that same act out the exact same scene but with the characters from the video game and the live action one we just saw to me looked way cooler like i feel like they should have just kept that yeah so when i first saw that i thought that that's what the game was going to be because right. there was a game that was out similar time. It might have been before, it might have been after, I don't know. It was called Phantasmagoria. Oh, I haven't heard of and it. And it was on the PC, and it was basically live live action. And it was like like a film. And it was like, when we were at school, it was like the scariest game ever. And I thought it was going to be like that. And then this this opening scene started when they're in the, the mansion. Mm. To me, it was just the coolest shit ever. Like so, when the game actually starts? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, like... He played it. I watched him play it for a little bit. And then when the, the first reveal on the zombie I saw at 13 in a shop in town in Chester. And I don't think I've ever seen it. Like all the things I've ever seen at the cinema. I've never seen anything cooler. I don't think just like watching the zombie turn around. He's got blood on his mouth. And then the guy got totally because he was Chris. Yeah. You only get a knife. He got got at the HD remake. Like. Yeah, totally nails that too. That feeling of like the pause, the, it was one of the highlights of the game, I thought. It's so good. Well, because it's also like, at this point, you've only seen the dogs that chase you into the mansion. Yeah, I knew you nothing about this game. You don't realize how fucked it is yet. Yeah. And then, like like I said in the intro, sort of like, zombies weren't even really that big at this time. So it probably you probably weren't even expecting that, no. really. No, no, no. And it was just like, whoosh, and then I was like, I've got to get this game. I'm a mate. I had a mate called Terence who was like, so I was 30, he was like 16 or 17 and we were friends and he had, so he had, he'd left school. So we had a job. Right. So we could buy stuff. <laughs> so I was like, Hey Tez, you got to get this Resident Evil, man. It looks, it looks well good. And we got it and we go round to his house every night. I never had it. Mm. I play it at his and he had a brother called Ashley who was younger and we'd all just sit in his room and just try and finish this game. Were We'd have to watch Terrence play it, and then he'd, like, give us a little go. Were you young enough that it would, like, scare the fuck out of you? Yeah, it sort of got in my head a little bit. Like, but not... It's because there's not a lot of... It's quite atmospheric, so we play it with the lights off and stuff. 
and there's not loads of jump scares. No. But there's enough. Like when the dogs come through the window, big yeah. moment. The first time you see one of the red zombies that like chases after you sucks. Yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't have been able to play it like as a kid. I think I would like, I played it almost at the right age because I don't, I played it for this podcast. Right. And beat it through. And I got to tell you, man, I was worried I was going to hate it at first. Oh, really? Well, yeah, because I'm not used to games like this, I guess. And so I, I was just trying to wrap my head around it and tr sort of try to figure it out. And then once I sort of understood what it was, I really got into it. And I think like the first two weeks, I've maybe beaten like 10% of the game. And then I beat like the rest of it, like in a week. That's how I, that's how I live my life now. Like I, if I read a book or something, I, I do that normally. It takes me well longer to get into stuff. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'd like, maybe that's just an age thing. I, I was like on it straight away. I couldn't, I'd go home, I'd think about it. Yeah. I just, I've... it was in my head, my head. I loved it. <laughs> like just every, there was loads of stuff I'd never seen before. Mm. The fact that you could aim at someone's knees or shoot their heads off or shoot them in the chest was the coolest shit ever to me. The fact that you could, you had to aim your gun before you fired it. I'd never seen that before. Normally you press the button, you fire your gun. Right. With this, you hold R1 or L1 and you, and she, the way she holds the gun, Jill holds the gun really cool, mm -hmm. like proper, like you see in the films. It just felt like a film, man. And it was just, and, and all the shit with the doors. The way the doors open to get, and like when the you look at it now, it's, oh, right, it's giving the game time to load. Yeah. But but then you're like, oh, no, it's build intention. It's Isn't not what it's doing. Really I mean, clever. It's great. The fixed camera, so the, the camera's always the same, doesn't follow you around. That's, if you're on that screen, that's where the camera is. Yeah, yeah. Like, so it's like almost, it makes it feel like the house is the star. It's almost like you're on someone's watching it yeah on cctv in a room like some masters planned this whole thing and we, you're running around this mansion and he's just laughing going all oh, right they're in that room now well and it, it does have that vibe and i almost wonder if you think that's by design so like we'll start with the character and the story because yeah you end up in this mansion that you don't even realize why you're there originally you're you're a member of stars I forget what that stands for. I should have written it down. <sighs> I'd be impressed if you could pull it. No. <laughs> and oh. you can choose what something I didn't expect even. You can choose between Chris Redfield or Jill Valentine. Uh, I It's funny. I started with Chris twice and died fast. Like one time I tried to leave yeah. and the dogs got me away. It's because the game's secretly <laughs> sexist. Because <laughs> Yeah, because it's like, oh, if you're the one, oh, she'll need a gun. Right. <laughs> so you get a gun and with Jill. Yeah, it's basically easy and mode. Yeah. She, she's got more inventory. She space. gets two extra spots in it. So, oh, you know what women are like? They need guns and they've got bigger bags. <laughs> she's got a handbag so she can carry two more herbs. <laughs> but yeah, so if you start with uh, Jill, you get like Barry Burton is your right man, right hand man. What is this? That's my favorite bit. I say it now, <laughs> even now at 37. And if you start as Chris Redfield, you get Rebecca Chambers. Who would go on to, like, I think, star in her own Resident Evil Yeah, game. I think she's in three. Or it's like zero. Oh, right. It's like a prequel to this. Right. She's also one of the characters later on. She might be in four or something. She's in definitely, because that's what they do. They sort of recycle. Which I love. It makes me want to play the rest of them. I'm glad I started at the first, actually. Weirdly, like, this is my favorite. I say this a lot about loads of stuff. Mm. This is my favorite, but it's not the best. Yeah. I think even now, after like, I've played them all, Two is the best. That's what my friend told... When I told him I was doing this, he was like, man, just play two. And I'm like, yeah, but I want to know what I'm talking about. 
two is the best one, but it's like like I talk about Goodfellas and Casino. I think one would be better if you played it second because you've got used to it. Like you've got used to it with one and then you play two and you're like, oh, right. So you sort of know what to expect and it's just a little bit more polished. It's the other way around with like the films, like with Goodfellas. If I'd have seen Casino first, I'd have preferred that. But with this, it's like the opposite of that. So I think whichever one you play first, the second one was always going to be the favourite, I think, or the right. best one. So they've just improved. on. So one of the very few times where they've just kept it as it should be, mm. well, but improved why, it a little bit. That's why I'm glad I played this one, because now I know I'm going to You can appreciate second. two better. Mm. Well, and I think chronologically, they probably, they, they, they're obviously paying a lot of attention to the story. And uh, so the last character you have here is Albert Wesker, who he's, you know, there's also an assortment of side characters. Like you meet the leader of Team Bravo in the house at one point. Uh, which is the missing team that like yeah that's I, the whole reason you're the there. only one I remember is Forrest Speyer or Spire mm. and he was pecked to death by crows <laughs> and he's got you pick some off him it might be a, a gun some sort of grenade launcher or something well there's also the guy who he's bit by the snake and you haven't seen the snake at oh that yeah point. Julio I think he's called he's in the he's in the sewers mm, and you have to go find if you know where the antidote is, you can run there and come back in time. I didn't. I hadn't found the antidote room, so... There's so many. I don't know whether you want to talk about it later. There's so many pointless excursions on this game. <laughs> like, the, the, when you play it the second time, it's almost like a better game. Because, like, I don't know if you remember, there's two cranks. So yeah. there's a crank and a hexagonal crank. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you get to the bit and you're like, oh, right, sweet, I need the crank. And they're like... Nah, it's the hexagon crank though. The wrong one. They just fucked with you. So they could have at least used something else that wasn't a crank so you didn't feel like it was the same shit. Like if they'd have called it a winch and it looked a little bit different. But so it's, it's like... It's purposely done to run you out of resources. <sighs> you're like, if you took that wrong path, you're going to be fucked because you use bullets to get back and forth. Yeah. That's what I love about it. But I will save that for the gameplay section. Uh, I will get into that. The mansion's evil creator is Sir Spencer. He's a eugenist, uh, a leader of the... Umbrella Corporation. I don't even remember that. I just remember Umbrella. I don't know why they were there. Well, you find out Sir Spencer... So, essentially, he's this eugenist, and he's under the tutelage of Miranda, who is, like, a more overarching... Uh, what's the word? Bad guy, essentially. Yeah, that's later on. That's, like, you find that out, what, in... In a different game. Yeah. But she, he's her mentor, essentially, and she's right. been teaching him, like, hey, you're God... People are fucked. Like, we need to just come up with a better form of human because we all know where this is going. And in striving to just come up with a superior human, he came up with the T-virus, and it sort of broke out in the mansion. And instead of, like, you know, alerting the authorities or whatever, he was like, well, fuck it. We'll just keep rolling with this. Maybe I can just wipe out all the humans with this and keep creating... Herd immunity. Yeah, keep creating... Because <laughs> he's a eugenist. That's where he comes from, you know? And... It's interesting. So, you you know, I don't even remember. I don't think you actually meet him in this no. entire game. No, no, no. But it's all the damage that he's created through through his experiments and shit. And you see diaries throughout of the That's people. so he, good. Some of the diaries. Yeah, some of them are tragic. Yeah, itchy. Yeah. Itchy, scratchy, hungry, itchy, scratchy oh. is one of them. So yeah, that's, that's referring to a guy who he didn't even realize what he was infected with, but he's slowly losing his mind. Yeah. Just right, like jotting it down in the diary the whole time. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. Really intense. Uh, so, yeah, eventually, while exploring through the mansion, you uncover a plot by Wesker that he's infiltrated stars from the inside in order to destroy it. And it sort of happens, as I was playing as Jill, so you hear Barry talking to someone, 
And Wesker sort of laid out the plan to him. And when you walk in the door, it's just Barry. And he's like, oh, I'm just talking to myself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I remember that. And Jill is like, oh, fuck, I think Barry's losing his mind. But she doesn't assume anything's going on. Uh, yeah, and it turns out that he's, he's like, turned tail. But it's because Wesker's, he'll do anything for his family or something like that. He's like... Wesker's like blackmailed him. Wesker, I think he's holding his family hostage. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Oh, and Barry looks gutted as well, man. Well, and the game Poor leads bass. you to believe that Barry might be the traitor. Yeah. So there is a, it's like a boss battle thing at, right near the end, and you have the choice to kill Barry or not. Um, again, I don't know if it was like that in the original. I don't know. Because I killed him. Like before Wesker got to, or Tyrant did at the end. I, I, like, didn't trust him. I thought he was turning. Oh, I don't think that, because I remember Barry gets killed at the end by the tyrant. He's, like, gets swiped mm -hmm. by the tyrant just before Wesker gets barackered yeah. with the tyrant's big thing, and it just goes inside him. Yeah, I think it, it's an option of how far he makes it. Because oh. there's one, there's, like, a, it's, like, a boss, essentially. I don't even remember if you can kill her or if you have to knock her off the edge, but... Don't remember that at all. That might be just be a later one. Mm, it was some sort of boss battle, and Barry essentially, you're given the chance to save him. I don't even think you kill him. It's like he's falling off the edge, and you well, can maybe. decide decide to save him or not. And I opted not to because I was like, "Fuck this guy." Is that in the like where the snake is? Is it near the snake? It's after that, yeah. right? Right before the the tyrant. Okay, um, I don't remember. But yeah, and it turns out you find out his family was just being held hostage, so he was just sort of trying to poor Barry Burton man. do the right thing. And that leads to the huge showdown with the tyrant at the end. And the tyrant is essentially like the perfect specimen that Spencer's been creating. It's ugly though. And it's not that perfect. No. <laughs> it's it's designed to kill regular humans. Anyone who doesn't have the T virus in, he's gonna target. Right. So hilariously, when Wesker activates him, it immediately just kills Wesker because he's a regular person. Yeah. I love. Yeah. But it one makes me wonder because I think Wesker comes back in future games. So. Yeah, but he's like He's in Code Veronica, I think, and he's all like Matrix. Mm -hmm. So he like can fucking. He's like, he's got like laser eyes, and he's like, it's almost like he's genetically modified. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious to see how they explain that. Yeah, I can't. That's the only one I've not finished. Oh really? Code Veronica X. It was on the PS2. Even Village, you've. Oh no, I've not played that yet. But I don't. I don't like the look of it. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. I don't That's know. surprising to me. I thought just based on the completionism, you'd wanna. But it's not. I hate to say it, but it's not like canon, almost. It's like the last two are the are, are like standalone. Oh, so it, there's no. It's just a guy in New Orleans. It's not. Yeah, they uh, might just be taking the Resident Evil. Yeah, title. Well, it's like some places not even called. It's called Biohazard. It's not even like. I think the I'm sure it was like Biohazard, and then if you look in the small print, it's like Resident Evil Seven. Right. Yeah, but they have they, they did try and get back to because six was like so ridiculous. I don't know if you played it. It was like no, I've just, only I've only played oh right. One. It was like run and gun essentially. It was like dead at loads of quick time events where like buses are flying at you and you got to press X to dodge out the way. There was like loads of that. Yeah. So people like were whinging, so they made it almost like Silent Hill style, like proper survival horror where you're just walking around a house with a knife mm -hmm. for a lot of the time. I find it so interesting. Like you can have a winning formula. But, like, they don't want to give you the exact same game, so they try change it. But then they change it too much and fuck up the whole thing. That's what's happened a lot in Resident Evil, I think. I've and heard, also, I've like, heard that happens, and then they'll sort of come back and find the right path again. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, oh, well, people are bored, and it's like, yeah, but they're not that bored. Yeah. Maybe just... And I think it's down to lack of writing. It's like, 
if they, it's easier to change the whole gameplay than it is to come up with like a new story that you can use the old gameplay on. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Because if they just come up with a new game where they'd use the same format, yeah, that's perfect. That's all that people want. New backdrops, like new, maybe a new character, new weapons. Yeah, but the same game. Think of a good story, but they're like, no. But if we use it, so we change the camera, so it shoots like over the shoulder now. And then if there's like. There's like loads of flies. It's almost like House of the Dead, mm. Resident Evil Six on the the arcade. But like, like you're so right on that. Like no one's ever complained about Super Mario having essentially the same controls in every franchise yeah. from '64 onwards. Cause yeah, because it, it works. Yes, it's like that's the part that works. Let's change the other shit to make it different. That's why another favorite of mine, God of War, is they they do that. Mm. It's the same shit, still button bashing, mm. but the interest is in the storytelling. Yeah, different story, make it prettier. Yeah. But yeah, let's move on to the gameplay because there was like, there's so many interesting things this game did that I've not seen before and I really appreciate it. Uh, I love the object of the whole game is just to uncover the mansion's mystery and to escape alive. Like that's what you're trying to do by the end. I, I didn't realize until halfway through the game, killing's almost like never necessary in this yeah, game. Yeah, you can run through it. And, and given that it's almost like, it's as much about resource management as it is about anything else. So like, yeah, you shouldn't be killing things unless you really have to. Like. Yeah, it's about how big your bag is. Mm-hmm. Especially with these, like, oh, the the biggest annoyance in this whole game, I don't know whether you found it, is the fucking ink ribbon. Yeah, yes. Like, the fact that you have to do, like, this. oh, what have you got? Stationary. Like, it's the only <laughs> zombie game where you have to worry about stationary. Mm, and I, the thing is, they introduce it to you right away. So you sort of realize, like the first time I saved, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to have to now yeah. keep it on track. Because the thing is, you'll accomplish something and like, you'll be like, oh, I need to save. But then you're like, have I accomplished enough that I, I know I could redo that, but I don't want to do it again. It's one of those essences where sometimes, you know, like a game can be too real. Mm-hmm. It's like if we'd have used the typewriter and we didn't need the ink ribbon. No one's going to go, oh, that ruined it for me. The fact that there was no ink ribbon in the typewriter and you were allowed to use it, that wouldn't happen in real life. For sure. But I do like the aspect, because it is a game of resource management, but it's like the ink ribbon makes even saving a resource. So it's like you do have to think about it. It's just another thing yeah. to think about. And even if you're going to go somewhere where you know you'll have to save, you have to bring the ink ribbon with you, which takes up a slot. Yeah, it means you can't take the acid rounds or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, it forces you to have a plan is what I had written here. Like, like you said, like you, you can't have all four of your guns with all four ammo or else you can't have healing items. You can't have, if you need to pick up key items to open doors. So you need to pick one or two guns. It's really clever with the ammo as well. It's like, it'll give you load. There'll be loads of handgun ammo, Mm -hmm. but it's not that good. Mm. So it's like, oh, do I take the shotgun? But I might only be able to use it four times. Whereas if I take the handgun, I can use it 15 times, but that might only kill two zombies because you need like seven or eight bullets in each zombie. Yeah, exactly. I got to the point where I wasn't even bringing my knife anymore. Oh, no, I jibbed the knife straight away. Because it's like you're not going to kill anything with a knife. It just takes up a spot. Yeah. And if you're out of bullets, you'll just run. Yeah, you can't kill a boss with a knife. Yeah. And they're the only things that you really need to kill. And then I would treat the grenade launcher ammo like gold because it's like... That will kill a boss in three hits. It looks so cool as well, the grenade launch ammo. Mm-hmm. How it's like a little... I don't know what... 
Because like it's like a six pack of beer. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost like a big torch. It looks like one of those big torches. Yeah, yeah. Like that you take fishing or camping. It's like yeah, I just remember them looking really cool. And I love how they sort of layer out the mansion because you see all the mansion at once, but it's kept separate through a series of keys and whatnot, and you don't know how to get any of those keys. So even like way late in the game when you're 80% done, you'll be opening doors that you saw from the very beginning. You're still in the same place, mm -hmm. essentially. Like you go outside for a little bit, but then you have to come back in. Yeah. And there's a room that it's where the Magnum is that you can't, like you, you're in it in mm. the first 10 minutes of the game, I think, but you just can't do anything in it. It's just not, the, the thing hasn't spun round or whatever it is. Oh, there's the... Um, With the yeah. diamond, where you have to put the jewels in the cat's eyes. There's that one, yeah. But then there's the one, like, just behind the main mansion with the two insignias you got to put into right. the door. And that's where his secret lab is, where all the... So, so it's, like, there straight away. Mm -hmm. like, and, and you see it and you know, like, eventually through this game. What really got me is at one point, so you have one insignia, you put it in the door... And then you find another, and it's just the metal piece, but you're missing the stone ring around right. the metal insignia. I see, I don't know whether... I can't remember this well enough that that might not just be... I don't know what changes they've made on this remaster. Right. So I don't really remember that. I just remember, like, all the the keys were in a carving of a heart. There was, like, they're, they're named after... They, they were card suits, weren't they? Yeah. And then... Oh, yep. no, no, on mine, it was, uh, it was like the shield key, the armor key, oh, right. the helmet key. Oh, maybe I'm wrong there. Maybe I thought it was a carving of a heart, a carving of clubs or spades. Or maybe, but then that rings a bell as well, so maybe that's two or whatever. Yeah, but they, it didn't make sense as far as how you found them. And what I didn't realize until like way into this game is that you actually have to examine the items and like rotate them yeah in you your can inventory. spin them around and then you'll find a little like a whatever in the back of it yeah like there was one fake key and you basically have to pull like the indiana jones where like you have a fake key and you grab the real one and yeah. switch it with the fake one you have to do that with the shotgun as well when the the ceiling descends mm -hmm. you have to put the broken shotgun on the so if you take the shotgun the ceiling comes down and you put the broken one on and you get to keep the shotgun mm -hmm. and uh, there's a bunch of that shit like the one i just described if you take the key and don't have the fake one you just get crushed by spikes do you know what annoys me though what? in all these games what's that she could shoot the lock yeah <laughs> in all of them in every game what like there's loads of games where there's like a jump you can jump but you can't jump on that yeah and yeah. that fucks me off mm -hmm. just make it real where you can jump on anything it ruins the immersion completely yeah. yeah. So, yeah, she could blow every door open. <laughs> uh, I also thought that uh, the healing supplies felt, like, pretty sparse and good. Like, I, I hated when I was walking around at caution or danger and you didn't have any healing. It just makes things more tense. Like, yeah. More like you could just die at any minute. I don't know whether this one, I'm not sure whether they, they brought that in later on. Mm -hmm. Well, there was, it might have been two or three where you'd actually start limping. But yeah. I, in the first one, I don't. I think if you ran and you were, if even if you're on danger, you could run as fast as you could on green. But later on, they started making it so it actually mattered. Like you were crippled. But in a way, it's worse because you'd run around and you'd forget you're on red, and then some zombies can sick on you and you're dead. Yeah. But um, it's weird because you the spray is so good because it refills the whole health. Mm -hmm. I often died by I was on caution, and I was like, oh, I'm not wasting a spray. Yeah. So I'll try and I'll wait till I'm on danger. But then you'll get like a zombie that does four bites and you just die straight away. Yeah, he just smokes you. Or the, did you ever have it? So you know the hunters? 
Uh, which ones are those? They're like lizardy things. Oh, that, yeah. That's toes clip on the floor, and it's really scary. I forgot about those. And there's an in, that's, there's an intro for them as well, actually. Yeah. There's actually on this. I forgot about that. There's an intro for every baddie. Oh, really? Yeah. There's like a cinematic intro for the hunter. So it's when you come back inside from outside. Oh. You yeah, like yeah. see it running, and it's <laughs> and then, but they can take your head off with one swipe if you're on danger. And then does it decapitate? Yeah. You? Oh, that's sick. There's a few times where you'd like die in like almost like a brutality in Mortal Kombat where it'd be like a different way to die. And sometimes when you die, you'd see the zombie like go down to eat you. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. It's really cool. I love that. And I, I remember the cinematic intro when you get to the sharks. Yeah. 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 There's yeah. loads of this. I think the snake's got one as well. Mm. Yeah, the variety of enemies is great. Because at first, like, if you're watching live, you can see the zombies. They're so easy to mark. They're like yeah. classic useless zombies. But then even halfway through. Snake. Oh, and there's the big <laughs> snake. That's when it got to me like, oh, shit, this isn't just. Because still, if if you're thinking of it in a realistic standpoint, the idea that, okay, this virus broke out and turned these people into that, that all still tracks. You can believe it. Yeah. But once you saw, like, a giant snake. You're like, what the fuck happened here? Like, <laughs> Yeah, but also you can be like, well, they were obviously doing experiments on the dogs. So they might have been doing experiments on a snake just to see how the virus, yeah, you know, like they, they do on monkeys and stuff. And they probably made it gigantic yeah. and lost control and yeah. just left it. Like you, you can suspend your disbelief. It's, a, it's great. And it, my only issue with any of the Resident Evil series is I always prefer the start of the game when it's, it often takes the same path where... Basically, I hate fighting the last boss because they're always ridiculous. Yeah. So I like fighting the zombies and shit like that. And maybe I'll, I'll allow a big snake. I'll allow a big shark or whatever. But oh. then when you just have to fight these mutated beasts at the end, mm. I'm always a bit like, oh. Right. Yeah, because it doesn't feel like what the game's about. It no. feels about escaping. And, yes. And I like I didn't, for instance, I didn't kill that snake there because you can't. If you shoot it with enough bullets, it just goes it away. It fucks off, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just a waste of your bullets. You can get exactly what you need out of it and just leave. Oh, how'd you, you do that? You just grab the items that you need from the room. Oh, I thought you only got the last item when it slivered off because it was near the hole. I don't know if they the changed. The insignia. No, I don't know if they changed it, but oh, any, right. anything I needed from that room. And the same cutscene that happens afterwards where you fall you fall because you get poisoned happens if you if you beat the snake or not ah so i was sort of just like why waste the shotgun bullets to kill this thing? yeah well that's that's the thing like you say that you can run through this game essentially and, and that's what we talked about that final battle that's what you're designed to do you're not meant to beat the final boss. i don't even know if you can no you can't well i've died loads trying to kill it <laughs> so you get to the end and you haven't got any resources so like it's like oh i've got five handgun bullets if i put them into it and then maybe if it'll only take like two knife stabs. Mm. But the whole point is to just avoid it till the helicopter drops the rocket launcher. Mm -hmm. And it took took me so long to um to find that, to find that out. Because well, I, I was just dying trying to kill it. It's like the definition of a survival horror game, and that's what the genre is. But I bet that genre didn't even really exist before this game. So you would never assume I just have to outlive this thing. Yeah. So there's people chat so this is known as the start of survival horror, right? People say that this, but then I think Silent Hill was first. Right. And also this was based on a, this is Konami, isn't it? There's a Konami game. No, Capcom. Capcom, sorry. From like on the SNES or something. I read about that. Yeah, he based this off of a previous yeah, game. Which is like, it looks like the original Zelda, like it's a top scrolling thing. Mm -hmm. So it's like Summit Mansion or something. Right. Well, it gets um, to the point where I'm like, 
This is the one that made the mark. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think <laughs> you're right. And it's certainly the one that is for me. Once I play this, I didn't, I was like, oh, you couldn't tell me anything about Silent Hill. I was Silent what? <laughs> yeah. um, but just as they were on that thing then on the, I want to talk about the, the music in that, you know, the music in the save rooms. Yeah, let's move. I was actually just going to move on to graphics. Oh, and right. Sound, okay, cool. Sorry. Perfect. No, it's, it's me perfect. trying to take over your podcast. I apologize. <laughs> No, but hit me. What do you think about the save? Because I, I like the music throughout. I don't think there's anything really stand out. Like, Only that room. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's you know, when the door's opening, you hear that noise, you know you're not going to die in that room. So I never put that together. Right. So there's a noise wherever you can save, where there's a trunk. There's like, It's got its own specific uh, sound. So when the door's opening, you hear it. And you're like that because a lot of the time you're straight. You don't know what's on. The, it's the only door where you open it for the first time or the second time. You know what what's in there, right? You know that you're not gonna. So you never get attacked in any save room mm -hmm. in the whole game. So you know that it's fine. Yeah. You know you're gonna be able to save it, and you know that you can get your shit out the trunk or whatever. So it just makes you go. When it probably becomes like Pavlovian, like you just calm down as soon as you it's, enter it. Yeah, definitely. Um, pardon me, the the footsteps. The first time I really heard footsteps in a game. Oh, man, that's interesting. So, like, and, and it's different depending on the floor. So when you stand on the carpet, it's like, shh, 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 shh. and then on the, when you walk in the wardrobe, uh, wardrobe in the mansion, in the hall, mm. on the stone, it's like, Right. And I just really like, and on this wooden floor here, it's it's always different. It was really cool. Well, I never tracked it, but I bet the doors sound different too. Based I think on some of them do. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, the thing that blew my mind visually on this game, uh, it's such a little thing, but there's one room where you go in and there's a mirror and you can just see her reflection perfectly. Right. And it's just, I think it's the first game. No game looked like this when it came out. Yes. I think Duke Nukem 3D came out a similar time and it looked quite similar, but the, the shit you can see on here, just like that, that like when there's like pieces of artwork that you can see and stuff. Or just that pattern on the wall there. Or it the just looks, up there. looks beautiful. Well, and it's funny, like it's such a weird um, thing with video game and time and stuff because like we can remember when this was the most cutting edge shit ever. Yeah. Whereas I played a game that was a remake of this, which still doesn't even look that good now compared to the standards we have six right. years after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, at this time, I'm still old enough to remember when this would have been, like, completely blow away. Well, I, I played this when it came out, and then I didn't play it until about five years ago when it came out on the PS Store. Mm. But it, was, it wasn't a remaster. It was just the original. It was the original. And it was like, you know when you watch, like, football highlights from the 80s, and you're like, how the fuck did, was this telly? Yeah. How did we watch this and we could make out people's... How do we even know it was playing? Like when the lights like streak yeah. across the screen and, and shit. And it was like that. I was like, did uh, did we all have glaucoma when we were playing this in 1996? Because I remember thinking this looked amazing and it looks like shit. Mm. But it doesn't, obviously. I mean, of its day, it was phenomenal. Yeah, and well, if you compare this to anything from its time, you could see why, right? But yeah. You're comparing it to shit from like a year ago. <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah, when even like a game a similar like one of its peers was like Lara Croft and a triangular tits like <laughs> this is a, like it's well better than Tomb Raider and like looks much better and that came out a similar time I think yeah it must have been I mean I think it's bo it's both early PS1 yeah 
it's criticized for the voice acting. It's awful. Which we heard, yeah, well, right before we were setting up. It's hilariously bad. It's so bad. Like, the Barry Burton, what is this? What is this? Like, will... <laughs> I'll take it to the grave, me saying that. I say it all the time. Yeah. That is my... Whenever I need to say, what is this? I always say it in Barry Burton's voice. Um, Did that ever make it less scary when you're playing? When it's just the hilarious voices? Not really. Because the, the voices are terrified in themselves. You're like, <laughs> you can almost like hear the fear in their voices because it's like they don't know. The, oh, are we getting away with getting paid for this? <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I can't remember. I used to know loads of the sound bites, loads of the, um, but Jill sounds terrible. I never really played with Chris. I only used to play with Jill, really. Jill right. looks cooler. She's got a beret on. Yeah. Well, I think if you can play with a beret on. The inventory. I couldn't imagine doing this inventory with six spaces. There's the crank there. Ugh. Yeah. So annoying that crank. But you know what I mean. Like I, like I found it was I was constantly running out of inventory with yeah. eight spaces. So I couldn't imagine doing it with. I six think spaces. like it's just it's fat. Like the time you spend playing it with Chris is pointless because you could play it with Jill and not have to run back to places. Right. It doesn't add anything playing it with Chris. It just it takes nothing off you but time. Mm -hmm. It's no more effort. It's just It's just like oh. So yeah. you have to walk five miles instead of four to get to the same shop. It's just pointless. Yeah, and I, I forgot to say, at the end of each game, uh, whoever you are, you'll find the other character locked up in the in the basement, in the laboratory. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was Jill, you, you just find Chris locked away in a cell, and apparently he's just being there the whole time, just chilling. Makes sense. Yeah. Could be helping you. <laughs> yeah. Eventually you save them, but I think you have the option of just fucking leaving them too. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think you'd have to get them out to progress the game. The stories on this game are so good, though. On the on the three, mm. like without sounding like a wanker, they're the, my favorite Resident Evils 1, 2, and 3. The fact that people pop in, that you notice, like little cameos, it's so good. Like after this one, like, so you're Leon Kennedy in the second one, and then I think it's Rebecca's in that that's in this one, or it's... Claire Redfield, so it's Chris's sister, mm. and he pops in for 10 minutes. It's just fucking brilliant. Well, and I love that the developers, like, they had the forethought to be world-creating in the first one because they're not just like, well, we'll see if this is going to be a success, and then maybe yeah. we'll have another one. Like, they knew from the jump, like, okay, I think the second game takes place in the city that yeah. this is on the outskirts And of. I think it might be at the same time or just after. Just after, yeah. And that's what I mean. It's like, I bet that was all planned well ahead yeah. of time. And it's sort of, I know it might be jumping ahead, but it sort of makes it sadder that they've never done a good film. Because mm. this is perfect for a film. Just yeah. Why didn't they just copy the first game and make that into a film? I, I always wonder with stuff like that. I don't think there's ever been a good movie based off of a video game entirely. I can see the gears turning. No, I think you're right. Like Silent Hill was dog shit. The never movie, saw it. The movie was horrible. And then, yeah, there's like and Assassin's the Creed was... Dog shit, apparently. Mm. Tomb Raider. Yeah. yeah, you're right. There's not... Detective Pikachu. <laughs> that was quite good. <laughs> it was okay. Uh, yeah, but it, I mean, it was better than I thought it was going to be. It was cool to see it's the better Pokemon. than Sonic yeah. and Mario. <laughs> Mario Brothers. I, I do want to get into just the ending of this game yeah. before, because I forgot about it a bit, but I love that there are multiple endings in this. Again, I don't know if that was in the original, but it's definitely in the There remake. was some. There was some, I think variables that you add mm -hmm. well yeah essentially the same thing happens at the end you escape but you can either escape as just the player you started as or you can escape with just chris redfield or just jill right or you can you can like escape but the mansion doesn't blow up oh okay i don't like you can sort of fuck up your end goal like you're meant to 
Because there's a whole self-destruct sequence that you initiate. Or yeah. Whatever. But you can just fuck that up and not do that. And oh, just, really? And just escape, yeah. Oh, no, I don't think you can do that on the original because the whole, I, well, maybe you could, but I only remember that timer going. Because right. that was the whole point with me trying to kill the tyrant. Mm -hmm. But it, I realized if you just let it get to like two minutes, mm -hmm. you could they, they drop the rocket launcher and you could kill the tyrant. Yeah, I'm not 100% on not starting the timer. I don't know if it gets stopped, but I know the worst case ending is where just your main character lives. Or does, we does Wesker stop it or something like that maybe? Like Wesker doesn't die and he stops the tyrant. I don't maybe. know. I, I know you can end the game with the tyrant escaping into the forest just to wreak havoc on the world, mm. and the mansion remains in one piece. But the best ending is you and all the stars folk escape. Right. And you blow up the mansion and you kill the tyrant in the mansion. Ah. Oh, oh, no, because the only time I've seen the tyrant die is by rocket launcher to the torso. Right. <laughs> That's the only one I've seen. Just explodes. These dogs, man. Oh, no, not Scary. a fan. Because you've talked about aiming, by the way. With the dogs, it was so fucking irritating. Yeah, like so it was tough annoying. to shoot them. We used to, there was a really cool bit where so if you held R one and then right on the D pad, mm -hmm. she'd pivot round and her back foot actually pivots round and it looked so cool. Oh, it was just a really nice touch. There's loads of little nice touches on this, like like when they die, the blood. That's how you know someone's dead. Mm. There's a good little point because like the zombies get up at will. Unless they bleed out, and then you know that you haven't got to fuck with that zombie anymore, and you can run through them. Yeah, you don't have to just waste bullets. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. I, I will ask you, because we've been gushing about the game a bit, I have been doing a bit of a segment called What Sucks About This Game. Yeah. And if you had to criticize your child, basically, what, there's, would, what would you say? I mean, there's ultimately, the, the voice acting is terrible. It's indefensible. I think it's the, wor <laughs> it's the worst thing about the game. Mm. Uh, but other than that, I, I, other than that, I think, I think they set out to do what, what are, they wanted to do. Are the original controls as bad as people complain? Because the HD remake gives offers you original Resident Evil controls or this revamped version. See, that's the thing. Because because of when I played it and how old I was mm. and it was the original game, I can't remember whether the controls were shit or I was shit because I was like <laughs> 12. Right. So if I remember rightly, it's like, up is always forward, which is cool to me. That was the first time that had happened in the game as well. Up is always forward. So normally, like, if you want to go left, you, you press right on the depot or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, sometimes it'd be opposite if you're in a car or whatever, controlling shit. Yeah, yeah. But up would always be... So you'd have to turn which way you were facing. And I think that was annoying sometimes. Mm. There was no... If you get stuck facing a wall, there's no... If you hold back, you would just walk backwards slowly. It's like it's like mm. driving a car. You'd have, the beepers would be like, beep. But you'd have to reverse <laughs> and then turn around. It's like driving a barge. Well, and you talked about the fixed camera shots. A lot of the time you'd be walking in and the camera shot would change, but your angle wouldn't change. If you got stuck in between a camera change, like sometimes you'd be in one camera mm. where you'd have to shoot a zombie who's not yet encroached into your camera. Right, yeah. So he'd, he'd be on another screen. So you'd think he was far away, but then when you went into the next screen, he'd be right up on you, if that makes sense. Like, he'd be a lot yeah. closer than you think. So maybe that as well. Like, the control... I don't remember, like, having many issues with the controls. I think on the later game, or maybe even on the remaster, if you press double circle, you turn around quick. Yeah, yeah. Is that on there? Uh, you can press, I think, just down, and you do a 180. Right. Yeah, there's a button where you can just do a 180, and it was really helpful. Yeah, I don't know whether they added that later on, but... Um, yeah, it was 
there's not a lot. I just love it. Apart from the voice acting, mm. I just I don't know what's what's wrong with it. No, it's funny, man. Like it really. Uh, like I said, I hated it off the top for the first two hours. And why? So it just, was it was just so it was difficult to wrap my head around it. Right. Because I didn't really like I said I never played a game like it. Like shit that I thought wasn't being done on purpose or was bad game design. I didn't realize that's how the game was designed. Right. Like like inventory space. I'd be like, why the fuck would they give me this item I can't pick up? Until I realized, like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. it just took a lot of, like, you know. And I'm glad I stuck with it because I, I think if I might, if I wasn't planning on reviewing it, I might have just put it down. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad I stuck with it because I ended up liking it a lot. Um, so, yeah, a lot of my criticisms went away just the more I played it, the more I realized that's how the game was meant to be played. Yeah, it's... I still think about it, how good it is. Mm. Now, when I saw, like, when I said to you, because I asked you, I was like, oh, can I come on and do Resident Evil? Uh, I just, because it, and it's part of it's because I just, I don't play it anymore, but I do sort of, like, watch it on YouTube, just watch someone else play it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just because I can't be arsed playing it, but I can watch it when I'm on the toilet or whatever. I love that because you'll see people do shit you didn't know you can do. Yeah. you be like, oh, that's, I get a rush from that. Or there's, like, certain bits there, like, when you, it's just come on when you drain the bath. I'd forgotten about that. Oh, yeah. Such a cool bit. Or when the zombie comes out the wardrobe, like that's like a cool. Or you can electrocute a shark. That was a personal highlight of mine in this game. It is, you know, when you drain the water, yeah. whatever, you get to some control panel way aside, but there's still enough shallow water that this one shark is like fucking. Ah, ready. right. And you have to toss this console into the water and then power it up. Yeah. And you electrocute I a shark. Vaguely remember that. Yeah, it was sick. It's just cool, man. Yeah, it's just a great game. Well, and it's shit you wouldn't think. Even when I came in, like, oh, zombie game. I'm like, you think one thing. But then, like you said, you're electrocuting sharks. You're fucking all these boss battles. Like, there's a lot of cool shit. Yeah. You wouldn't have thought. But, That's uh, what's good about this is the boss battles at the start. Like I said, I, I do dislike when you're fighting these, like, mutated people. And you like, he's like got, like, an eye on the top of his shoulder and shit like that. <laughs> but a lot of the boss battles in this, they're, like, just like snakes and sharks and wolves and shit like that, which I quite like. Yeah, me too. That'd be the big spider. I forgot about the big spider. Oh, totally forgot about the spiders. Um, so yeah, it's just stuff <laughs> that you can be like, oh yeah, that they've just put an accidental bit of virus in that. Yeah. Because what I've noticed is there's, for every big thing there is that you have to fight, there's always little ones in the game. So there's little snakes when you're in outside, they drop from the trees. Right. So if you remember that, so then... And then there's these little spiders that come out of the big spider. So in your head, you're like, oh, so that it is more, it makes it more realistic, weirdly. I know it's a zombie game about a virus. No, but that realism is like important and, and it's what they're aiming for. I think that's what they pulled off. Like, like you said, if it was a horror movie, it's like, you know, when they cross the line in horror movies, like when the bad guy will get shot like 10 times and keep coming forward. And yeah. And you're like, well, now this is stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before it was sort of stupid anyway. But yeah, like, that's yeah, what yeah. You cross that's the what's, line. That's what's head. done it for me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the last section I always talk about in these games is the legacy and the replayability factor. I think clearly it's a lasting legacy. I mean, like we said, a, a Resident Evil came out like a few months ago. <laughs> like, yeah. The, the, it's and one of the craziest franchises in video games. But there's, apart from, like, the eight, there's been eight, like, I don't know what you'd call them games, like, sequential games or whatever. Mm. There's been so many more different, like, just first-person shooters, like, survival games on your mobile phone. Mm. One's, there's, like, one of the first online games where you had to, like, you could team up with your friends and you had to survive in this room and stuff. There's, there's loads. There's Resident Evil 5 is multiplayer, isn't it? I th oh, I'm not sure. One of them, but... 
There's one that's like Resident Evil. Oh, I don't know what it's called, like Revolu Resolution or I don't know. There's like one. Yeah, there's like a Code Zero is one I know. Yeah, that's. I think yeah, that was the PS2. There's uh, I, I don't know. I probably should have looked, or you should have. <laughs> but um, there's there's yeah, there's like weird. There's so many games. Not you think oh there's eight, but there's like there must be twenty. Yeah. And like five films, is it? Five shit films. Like <laughs> there's so so much stuff. Uh I know a guy, he's a comedian, it's Alec Boardman who's got like a stars bag. Oh really? Yeah, like a like a satchel. Oh, I'll it's ask like him about stars. That. Um I wanna see that. It's just a it's just a fucking great game, man. And I don't know whether it's one of them things that for me it just came along at the right time. Mm-hmm like for me to get the most out of it. Like I thought, I probably thought it was cool. You know, when you start comedy and yeah. you see someone that's average, but you're brand new and you think they're like the best headliner ever, Yeah. but they just opened a gig once and they had like five minutes of good stuff. And you, for the first year, you think like they're the best comedian ever. Yeah, you just tell everyone about that guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's maybe that's that what, what this is like for me, but like. Well, that's why. I, I don't think so because, I mean, maybe the original one, if I played the original, I don't know if I would have stuck with it just because of the, you know, the gap or whatever in time. Yeah. But I played it for the first time fresh and I really got into it. I mean, I think it is a quality game. Um, I think there's a reason it's still like mentioned and there's a reason they remade it to begin with. Just like loads of cool touches, man. Like it was the first game where you could shoot someone's head off. <laughs> and to me, that was cool. It was very cool. Like, with, you, you realize that if you had the shotgun and you aimed it at their body, even if they got close enough, you'd still blow their head off. Like, that was cool to me. The noise it made when their head exploded was amazing as well. Mm -hmm. It was like a... Mm. Uh, was, <sighs> yeah, I, I would say I love the at the very end of the game. It gives you your stat breakdown. It tells you how long you've played, how many saves you used, how many deaths you had, yeah. how many people you killed. And I think that's the big impetus to want to replay this game. Because it took me 13 and a half hours, right. I think. Oh, and that's that's another thing, actually, that I'd not seen before, was when you're dead, you're dead. Mm. There's no green mushrooms. Oh, yeah. Like, there's no, like, oh, I've got four lives. This is back to the last save. Yeah. And if you haven't saved, Yeah, which you. is, like, the norm now. <laughs> mm. But then I don't think was. I think that was the first time that I'd seen that. Mm. It was just, oh. It's game over. Um, but no, it made me want to replay as Chris because I know I could get under 10 hours easy if I were to replay it. Right. But I'm like, it makes you want to be like, how quick could I beat this game? Yeah, I wonder what the record is. I wonder what the speed run is. Oh, man, I'm sure there's like some guy in like an hour. Or under whatever. an hour, probably. Yeah. I mean, but they have shit where like they'll reload next to a wall and pop into the next room and like. Oh, uh, yeah. They'll like do crazy sneaky. glitch stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think we covered it pretty well. I think we covered the game. Amazing. Yeah, I was glad to do this one, man. Thanks Thanks again. for having me, man. Well, thanks for having Love me. Love the pod. Took over your studio there for oh, a second. You're always welcome. <laughs> and uh, is there anything you want to plug here before we get out of uh, here? I've got a podcast. It's called the Damn Daniel Podcast. It's uh, everywhere you get your podcasts. And we're on Instagram and Twitter as well. We put like little clips out and stuff. Um, that's it, really. Cool. Yeah, and as always, I'm Jordan Dushar. I'm at FunnyJordanD on social media. Follow at GOILpod on Twitter. I'm trying to grow it a bit, but, you know, and that's it. Thanks for listening, everyone.
What is this?